and welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Bree. I'm Theora. And I'm Caitlin. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters, and we're here to talk about it. Cheers, queers. Today on the Big Gay Agenda is a new Big Gay Agenda item <laughs> because I feel like our agendas are cursed at this point. <laughs> so originally we had another episode that we were going to record, but life got in the way. So we last minute came up with this new Big Gay Agenda item today where we'll be talking about LGBTQ ships. Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm yeah. very excited. So am I. I mean, who doesn't love ships, right? The internet definitely does. <laughs> I've been excited about this. <laughs> we asked all of you about ships, and it's like the most engagement we've had in social media since Warrior Nun. So, like, it's thanks, everybody. <laughs> a lot of passion surrounding ships. Yes, which is why we love them. So, are you ready to get into it? Always. Yeah. All right. All right, Caitlin. Let's yeah. switch a room. Just gonna share my screen. All right. Oh, I have to add it. You have to add it, yeah. <laughs> okay. So today we're gonna talk about, like I said, LGBTQ ships, talking about who we captain, who you captain, and everything in between. So let's before get we it. begin, hold on. No, I just wanna hey, <laughs> I'm <just> talking. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Theora, maybe now, maybe not, <laughs> for always creating these PowerPoints if you're watching. If you're listening, we will describe to you if we Absolutely. need to. But uh, yeah, Theora puts in a lot of work for these PowerPoints, and it's very nice of her. So continue. Thank you. It's a now job. I'm glad that I talked. I'm so glad. I didn't give you the talking rainbow stick, but that's wow. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Dusty Damn. stick. Dusty stick. <laughs> Listen, this is all about ships and like you said, Brie, passion. So this may get passionately heated, right? That's why we're all here. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to I wait, I am at the end of the fucking PowerPoint because of course I am. <laughs> I double checked that like three times. Okay, sorry. We only see the first slide. Great. That's because the first and the last are exactly the same. Oh, okay. This is, this is why. <laughs> All right. So before we get into like um, the actual ships themselves, I'm good at PowerPoints because I literally, I part of my job is educating. So I make these all the time. So I always like to start with the beginning. So like, what is this? Why are we here? Kind of thing. So what is shipping? It's, it's like fandom. It's a term that like comes up all, like all around, but like, what is it? Where did it come from? Like, how did we get this term that's so ubiquitous in just like media fan spaces? So the formal definition that I found was that it's the desire by followers of a fandom. So if you want to know what a fandom is, go check out our fandom episode. For two or more people, either real life people, which that's anyway, or fictional characters to be in a romantic or a sexual relationship. So that's what shipping is. We want these, for the context of this show, we're, we're going to be talking about fictional, not real life people, fictional characters to like get together, basically. So where did that term come from? It may not surprise you. It comes from the English word relationship. So the ship part at the end. And 
the evolution of this is really interesting. So originally it started as relationshipers was like the full word. And then it got, and then as we do as humans, we're like, that's a really long word. Let's make this smaller. So it got smaller and smaller and it became our shippers, which I sounds like X rated to me and really weird. And then eventually just became shipper. So like, that's kind of how we got that word. Did you guys know this or just this? Like, no, information? I didn't know the long name. Me either. The evolution of the name. And I'm like, okay, they went a really roundabout way to get here. No, totally. Like, I like shipping to me as a native English speaker. I'm like, okay, relationship, sure. But right. like to start with relationship and then be like, what are we doing, guys? <laughs> I, just, I don't know why it makes me think of chocolate chip cookies, but it does. <laughs> um i just i don't remember hearing like any of these terms until like 2012 Uh, so did you do research into like what the first ever ship was is it on the next slide yes caitlin we're gonna bring us to the next slide (laughs) so next question i have is um so who was the first ship Caitlin's that, that Caitlin's that kid that ruins the ending no. for everyone. <laughs> I try not to. Hold on. My screen's That's got all us. messed up. I know. All right. I'm just not going to be able to see you guys. My screen's got messed up. Um, we can still see us. Oh, never mind. Oh, it's just laggy. Hold on. I'm going to... Okay. Now that technical difficulties have been resolved. Caitlin, omnipotent as you are, or clairvoyant. Yes. So who was the first ship? Because I came across this and thought it was interesting. And it came it came along with the term. That's Is it Charlie Chaplin in a train? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, how many people are gonna get that? Is my question. I don't get it. (laughs) Oh. Oh. I know who Charlie Chaplin is. Oh. Okay. That is not the answer though. Okay, what's the answer? (laughs) It's Mulder and Scully from the okay. X Files. Make ship. Makes, I almost okay. said make ship it instead of make sense. It, it sure does. <laughs> okay, I thought you said make shit. <laughs> so the term shipping or ship came about in 1995 because of these two. Because fans kept watching them and they're like, they should be together. Why are they not together? And so that's where the whole terminology really started and like came from. So you can thank Mulder and Scully for shipping and that's how we're here today so that surprise you at all they didn't no. ship sherlock holmes they fandom them but not ship sherlock with what's the other dude what watson, watson. yeah there's plenty of that now but like <laughs> i'm sure like people have been shipping stuff forever but like the term itself and like the rise of that term came from this ship sounds just great. like the fandom characteristics came from the sherlock holmes books so, because I feel like people are passionate. We've been shipping things forever. It's just now collectively we are all talking about shipping together and we have our own term for it. So there we are. So, so <clears throat> now that we know what ships are, who was the first ship, let's talk about us and shipping. So what qualities do you look for in a ship? I polled the audience and put it out on you know the social medias and what people generally like. And we came to... This is the collection of stuff that people have 
submitted as qualities that they look for in a ship. So the pacing of the ship, is it slow, is it fast? The writing of the media, it's well-written versus not as well-written. How adorable are they? Do the characters have chemistry that works? Angst was a big one, and I agree with. Um, is there an element of hope for the ship? Some people like certain tropes, like enemies to lovers, came up a bunch of times. Um, one I found really interesting was, are the characters in the ship relatable? Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting one, and I guess if you relate to it, you're more likely to like be drawn yes. to it. Elements of vulnerability between the characters and elements of trust. And so, do you agree, disagree, or is there anything that's not on here that you look for in a ship? Like, what do you guys look for? They're queer. Th- that's all. That's it? <laughs> no. no, but no, definitely not. recently. I mean, think about it. If any... if if there's any queer ship you'll i at least more likely to be like all right fine i'll root for it that that what you shared in the slide is is a great general collection of what makes you ship it some uh couple on on me in media um and then i think after that you're just getting into the specifics of what you like personally um so i think that's a that's a really great like um generalization of why people ship things but i personally do look for like i don't and you know it's it's weird because some ships that i've had i would never have thought that i would ship them until it happened so i never look for my (laughs) ships they just slap me in the face to be honest you just end up on the ship and you're like how did i get yeah (laughs) i'm like what freaking delorean did i get off of just now (laughs) where i got i'm like okay fine i guess i will put on a tricorn hat and get a peg leg because we're pirates up in here (laughs) oh my gosh what do you think caitlin do you agree disagree um i mean i feel like the chemistry is the biggest one because like the the two characters and that's why the crack ships become a thing because Mm -hmm. two characters have too much chemistry and it's casting's fault (laughs) it's the actor's fault for being so damn chemical (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i preparing for this episode i realized that i must like enemies to lovers more than i thought i did yep (laughs) i noticed that too (laughs) me i was like oh all right yeah it's just like something about it i'm telling up on you it is it's the tension Tension. you don't sometimes you don't even realize what you go for and i think this is true in real life and in your fictional relationship uh preferences you don't realize what you're at you actually go gravitate towards until you know there's enough of them to where you look back and you're like wait a minute yeah, it reminded me of this girl that like I really uh did not like and like we kind of both didn't get along with each other and ended up having the biggest crush on her. Aww. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. It's it's bad. I'm telling you. I will uh, say, yeah, in re- researching this was illuminating because you just ship your ships and you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. When you actually have to sit down and think about it. 
I really like the tragic ones. <laughs> no, yes, you like, do. My list of ships for like the tragic section was like I had to cut them all out because there were so many. I'm like, wow, this is you and your really angst revealing. I love it. It just it's a different level of chemistry. Because mm -hmm. for me, I some people are just like I want it to be happy immediately. Mm -mm. I don't like that personally in media because like it's about the journey, not the destination for me. Like I like the journey. And if it happens to me, there's no journey anymore. So I like if it starts out. Aspect. It could start out happy and then get angsty like a ship we're going to talk about. Like it starts out and you're like, hey, this is awesome. And then the whole ride oh. is just <laughs> angst is basically it. Yes, I like that too. And there just needs to be some angst to keep. It's like a a spike, a chemical that goes into the chemistry mm -hmm. it keeps it interesting. It keeps or, it going. Like lovers to enemies to lovers. That's oh, yeah. that's one when I it like. keeps like going. <laughs> yeah. What's an example of that one? Do you have one at the top of your head? Rayla. Rayla. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, I wasn't here for most of that podcast. Okay, I wasn't mm. in depth in it. <laughs> Speaking of that. <laughs> set me up like this let's move on to the first ship that really launched this podcast so back if you're new to this podcast welcome um <laughs> way back when we started off as big witch energy and we were focused on one television show called motherland fort salem and brie and i founded the podcast and got together because we love the show and I think it's safe to say that the reason we're here is be ma mainly because of this ship that was in the show with Rael Collar and Scylla Ramshorn in the show Motherland Fort Salem. So they get honorary like Hall of Fame status for this episode because mm -hmm. without them, there wouldn't be a podcast. We wouldn't be here because they're the reason we're really here. Um, so yes, Bree, please explain you explain Rayla to the good people at home that don't know them or would like to reminisce because it's all about the yeah. journey. If you haven't seen Motherland, go watch then it. Go uh, watch it. Or listen to our episodes. Find <laughs> it somewhere. We there's a way. There's a I way. Somebody asked now? me that. And I was like, is it available anywhere? It used to be on Hulu, Disney, and then they started removing stuff. Like Yeah, I think it might I think you can buy it. Pay. Now. Yeah, I think you have to pay. It's like two dollars an episode or something. But first of all, rude. Yes. Um, secondly, homophobic. <laughs> it's homophobic. So Motherland is a show that starts off episode one very queer and yeah, <laughs> yes. I had never seen anything like that in episode one of a television show that was, uh, you know, basically your almost your prime time type television show, and it just they go in hard because Rail gets to gets to basic training and then she meets this girl and then they're up against a wall that's basically <laughs> yep. maybe they be fucking in the first episode yeah so it starts so... off they got this is a ship a sapping ship that goes zero to 100 in the first episode which what true to life anyway it's great <laughs> <laughs> and then you find you know as the sh as the episodes come you find out some interesting things about Scylla that make you doubt her loyalty i don't want to like 
is it spoilers if somebody hasn't if if you haven't seen it and you oh, want to just, watch it? Just in case, just out throwing this out there, there will be spoilers for the vast majority of these ships. We're going to be going through them pretty quickly. So like, even if we spoil it a little teeny tiny bit, please go watch whatever this is anyway. Yes, please. So basically, there's a whole is she evil? Is she not evil? Question for a while, and then there's a oh, definitely not a great great situation that's going on here and then we have the great they're apart time and we have the great coming back together time and that's basically it i mean but they had the the uh it's a, but what it's was a ride the, but, but what was the trope the trope for them was they were lovers it was enemies lovers to enemies to lovers to married <laughs> lovers to enemies <laughs> lovers to enemies to lovers to married yeah so it's like it's a journeyless ship like you said yeah, but yeah this is but like their example is super rare of just like they start off together immediately episode one exactly. and then go on a journey and they are such a well done ship well acted we even had the privilege of talking to taylor hickston who played rail collar um about her you know process and how she played rail and it just it it speaks uh, not speaks but it reads very like genuine it's well acted chemistry so it has all the elements that make a really good ship um that you can found a podcast on <laughs> which we did <laughs> yep and uh I'm... this is a uh, applause for you guys for creating the podcast um this is a oh, high for rate us? for our og lesbian jesus yes. rail collar exactly that's um, where that came from hydrate hydrate yourselves uh i would Oops. also like to say that i don't have many ships in my life that i still ship and i still ship these two uh because for some reason i they just they hit all the boxes for me because witches because yes. like you, you witches <laughs> women what's another um, w word and wonder, wonder. <laughs> Well, I mean, you I'm just messing with you. <laughs> you had the kind of like anti-authority thing going on. Yeah. That was really attractive to me. They were both rebels in a way. Yeah, they cool. were. Yeah. So you had the rebel thing going on and you had like the terrorism the aspect, which rebellion. was interesting. What did you say, Caitlin? That whole show was a rebellion. Yeah. Yeah, but you have them on opposite sides of the rebellion of two mm -hmm. of the rebellions for like mm -hmm. a minute. So like yeah, but you are correct. The, the, the show itself is fantastic, hence like why we we talked at length about this show. Um, other thing I want to note is they have the classic sapphic ship where it's one is blonde and one is brunette. Classic. Yes, they do. Classic dating back to the days of yore when that was the only way you could have a female ship is if they had different hair colors so you could tell them apart. Um, <laughs> go back. It's, it's, it's very it's consistent true. for like decades. <laughs> one had to be blonde one had to be brunette otherwise was it queer i mean there <laughs> yes i do there was really only one difference in that i can think of off the top of my head and it was just because that actor happened to have a different hair color i mean it was different than the but other actor's hair color. it's rare though yeah they it's always have rare because yeah. you can't have sisters then it's weird yeah um yeah yeah so absolutely love them check out motherland if you haven't we have so many episodes about it interviews um and if you're listening amalia <laughs> check please DMs, girl <laughs> get back in here get back in here so we can talk to you we're so close guys 
we were so close very very tag her remind her that we're trying to talk to her anyway so amalia please come on the podcast i don't Uh, care what i don't care what what year it is i will talk to that woman about that character and i know we could talk about them all day and we have but we will we will move on from our like honorary big energy ship that started the whole thing and from there we'll move on to what i will deem the section maiden voyages so go on youtube slash if you're a patron you'll get this early and check out the visuals that go with this it only gets worse (laughs) it's like terrible clip art yes i love it it's so bad it's good i love it exactly it's the boat the boat is just the boat is yeah it's (laughs) oh i'm sorry continue theora oh no that's part of this was to be entertaining for you guys i love it all right, so I'm calling this the LGBTQ maiden voyages because I feel like, at least for me, growing up in a time where like outwardly queer media was like few and far between, I feel like shipping started with like a lot of heterosexual ships because that's all we had, um, and I the internet didn't exist and I didn't have the ability to ship things, but like those ships existed. So for this section, we're going to talk about our first like queer ship that like we can recall. Um, shipping for the very first time like what was your the maiden voyage the first ship you ever captained so we'll start first with which will what will be surprising to no one is Bree's ship (laughs) because you talked about it in the fandom episode um and that is uh well i'll let you explain Bree for the listeners at home that can't see this all right if you never watched buffy and can get it get that i mean watch it uh there's yes it's so good it's so good there are a lot of problematic things that have come out in the after but the show itself is still um good for a lot of reasons and brought a lot of first things to the world including the first recurring queer relationship on primetime tv which was willow and tara so um season four they introduced the character tara who was a friend of Willow's and you didn't see her all that much. They went to a Wicca group together and that's where they met. And then as time went on, there was an episode that is kind of an acclaimed episode of that show called Hush. It was a silent episode. So good. I love that episode. Uh, And in that episode, you see quite a bit more of Tara because she's helping Willow figure out what's going on with the town which is in the grips of these fairy tale monsters in the episode so then you get to see their relationship develop from there uh they become a couple and we deal with willow coming out to first and foremost the most important scene buffy where it was buffy is taken aback very and like doesn't really know what to say it's a very awkward scene but she's supportive. She just doesn't know what to say kind of thing because it's out of left field for her because she's never thought about that. Uh, yeah. Because Willow had been dating um, Oz, a played by Seth Green <laughs> before that. So yeah, to her, for her to have been kind of keeping this to herself and then all of a sudden she's like, hey, so 
I am not straight and I am um, dating Tara. It's like a big thing. Uh, so after that, we got some really great scenes with these two and it was all fine and dandy. There was a breakup at one point because Willow, they wanted to do that whole addiction storyline with Willow. And then unfortunately, as soon as they get back together, Yes, who comes knocking the bury your gaze trope? Yeah, like oh my god. Let me tell you, I if I had not been spoiled to know that this was going to happen, I would have lost my ever-loving mind. I still watched the episode and I was still angry as hell because it didn't make any freaking sense. No, let me say for the baby gays out there that have never watched the show. The stray bullet that kills Tara um, walked so that Klexa could run. Like, this mm-hmm. was, like, the blueprint before we even get to the Klexa shit. Because, mm-hmm. like, it made no sense and it was some bullshit. And yep. rightful outrage ensued from this nonsense. Mm-hmm. From from Willow <laughs> and the and the, uh, and the audience. And, yes, yeah, so you had the outrage and then afterwards willow goes evil and that's another problematic thing oh my god it's just like five layers of what why what are you doing with our queer characters right now it's like a it's like they took a bomb to the ship and then poisoned the ship Mm -hmm. and added a few demon pirates onto the ship and they just like kept getting worse and it spiraled from this piece of homophobia that yeah Tara didn't deserve that shit so it's like we're gonna kill Tara and then we're gonna make uh the other queer character evil because of the angst that she's in over the death of her partner. So that she just got back. Yeah. And I mean and yes, this was that out. (laughs) This wasn't something this wasn't like a scene where you just were like kind of saw her get shot this was a scene where a bullet came through a window went through her chest and blood splattered on the other character willow and you saw her this like visually viscerally getting like murdered by a stray bullet after they just made up from being apart like it's literally klexa like this was the Mm -hmm. blueprint guys fucked up shit and it was not handled well afterward i mean eventually they gave willow another love interest and everyone hated her i liked her i liked her too Um, too. she was a sassy little molassy but a lot of people didn't like her and i think it had a lot to do with the negativity surrounding tara's death so yeah i think that's fair and then in, in the buffy world maybe this is joss whedon thing i don't really know but I noticed in the show, it's very, like, OTP, mm-hmm. like, one true pair type of characters where it's, like, the character gets, like, one love interest that's, like, the most meaningful one, which is why I find Willow really interesting because she has two mm-hmm. based on the phases of her sexuality. So I think people were kind of maybe mad because, like, that kind of bra- almost, like, breaks the norm of, like, what that show had where it's, like, really Buffy had Angel and it was always about Angel even when she was with Freaking other people it. and, like, that kind of stuff. Oh my so God. I could do without Buffy's relationships. Yeah, me too. Well, especially yeah. Spike myself. Well, yeah. but. That's what I mean. Like, so, yeah. Anyway, we're not getting on a Buffy tangent, but no. <laughs> okay, I understand. I understand the outrage. But so my my 
my my main um thought overarching all of this is that this was a time period where you was the end of the 90s the early 2000s type era where you had still had like no rep i don't think you had much representation no. in writers in directors in people like you you didn't have those voices sharing information on and you didn't have audience audience outcry to the extent like we had that was the first one that i recall where it was a big huge shout from the community yeah. so from there it had to build and build and build because we kept getting shitty representation and shitty outcomes so it was a straight white dude's vision of what he wanted to do with a show with no regard for uh, queer audiences that's how i feel about it yeah and unfortunately that has not changed it's gotten better but like that is prevalent in queer media like just unfortunately cis straight white men yeah yes to clarify but regardless they are an iconic shit for many reasons groundbreaking at the time it was well paced it hits a lot of the elements mm -hmm. of like why you would captain a ship like them yeah, it was like the first time I ever saw like women actually be able to just be in a relationship on TV at yeah. like at a you know at prime time. Like, wow, yeah. they're actually like letting them kiss and like be cute and shit. Yeah, it was very sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, bye bye maiden voyage, Hera and Willow forever. You are immortalized. Mm -hmm. At this time, we'll move on to. <laughs> mine that makes no sense oh no we jumped <laughs> we're jumping it's back there we go caitlin's okay so mine ship? isn't canon okay this is a crack ship yes that's okay Only, you gotta start somewhere because yep. uh, so my journey i had to learn that you don't ship real life people when i was like i was very very tiny relative to all of this stuff so Pretty Lars is the first time, like, I feel like I got into ships, and my first one was technically Ezria, because I didn't let myself be queer yet. Mm. So, and I was also uh, very innocent and didn't, <laughs> I was in seventh grade and didn't know that teachers and students shouldn't be together. <laughs> so, I always love Spencer and Aria. And then I've, I heard someone talk about uh, Sparia. And I was like, I I like those two together. So I jumped on that ship. And I don't have as much to say as Brie. But those two together, they had uh, such great chemistry. I mean, th there's four girls. Like, the they split down the middle. And the two, like, Hannah and Emily could be together. And Spencer and Aria could be together. Like, that's... I would ship Hannah and Emily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they both split off really nicely, and they their chemistry is great. Someday we need to talk about this, Caitlin. Yes, I know. We have, <laughs> we have talked about this, and... <laughs> we I mean, like, in, in depth. Yeah. I think you guys should. <laughs> this, and um, then we have to do... Uh, I mean, this is Grey's Anatomy with Pierre. It's up, but those are the two episodes that we need to do at one point. But, yes, yeah, so Spencer and Aria, hopefully somebody out there... We'll see what I see. Um, and they did because the the yeah. ship it's, name. I'm sure there's <laughs> fan fiction. There's there all is. things. <laughs> there is. People see the vision. Okay, crack ships I think are so fun because it's like you get to make it whatever the hell you want. It's just, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, it's not my so, fault. They had chemistry. No, it's never your fault. 
All right. Speaking of something that had many faults, we'll jump to my first ship. I had to think about this. And then I was like, this actually was my first ship. But I have to explain the whole thing because it's anyway. So if you've ever seen Sailor Moon, because I used to watch that. This is like a middle school for me. I watched Sailor Moon. And in it, two of the outer planet Sailor Scouts, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune, I was like, I, I, I kind of, I'm feeling these two. Because one of them is like more like a mask presenting woman, which mask representation for women is so like severely lacking. And this isn't like an anime forum coming from like Japan. And so like the OGs in Japan. And then in America, I got like the dubbed version. And I need to point that out because there's probably problematic shit that Brie is smiling. So I maybe you know about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I have to get into this if you're unaware. So anyway, so you have uh, Sailor Uranus who's like, mask presenting woman and then you have Sailor Neptune who's more like femme and like they crazy chemistry and do things like ballroom dance together and like go on dates and all this stuff and I'm like I'm feeling this ship however in the American dubbed version they explain these two characters that they're cousins what the <laughs> and the what the fuck that Marie is talking about is because in the Japanese version they're dating like they are partners but in america they're like we can't have lesbians on the screen and so they made them cousins meanwhile they didn't change any of the content so they're still like going out on dates and ballroom dancing and like how is that better because they're promoting incest rather than just letting them be queer what wait yeah, a minute wait a true. minute hold on so they were together but america censored america couldn't have like, the queer bullshit. America censored it and made it incest, which is somehow okay. Yes, because it's just like Ezria, where the teacher-student relationship is okay. As long but as it can't it's straight. Heaven, heaven, clutch your pearls if it's queer. But it's like, I was like, but at the time I was watching this, I didn't have the internet. I didn't realize that. But I'm like, there's chemistry between these two. Why am I shipped, like, I want to ship them, but they're cousins, and then found out that they're actually can't canonically queer in the original Japanese version of this anime. And I was like, I wasn't going crazy. Like, these two are, are very cute together. So I feel validated, and I'm mad at America for making me think they weren't queer when they were. Freaking so, And just for what reference fuck, for people, this first came out in Japan in 93. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or 92. Sorry, 92. I think I started watching it like for late 90s, early 2000 is when it came to America. Like at the same time, like Pokemon used to be on the TV and things like that, like the show, like the OG show in America when we got it. But this was some fucked up shit. But honestly, I love them. And now you can probably hopefully get the real actual like translated version, get the Japanese version and just with American or whatever subtitles you need. You will not be disappointed. They're really cute. It's a fun show. But these two so is actually my OG queer ship because... Yeah, I had them very early because it came from not America. Yeah, <laughs> it ca it came out in here in '95. Yeah, which was uh, two years before the end run, the ending of the show. Which was two years before I was born. Yeah, <laughs> super fun. So if you're in an anime and you haven't watched Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon's really fun, iconic. People so cosplay it all the time. It's Even if you're not into anime, it's it's worth it's watching because so I'm not a huge anime person, but I watched the shit out of that. Love them. Love the show overall. It's very, it's very fun. Are they in it prevalently? Just no. They no. show up in later seasons because it's like the it's it's like 
the original Sailor Scouts are like kind of like it's based off the planets. So it's like the planets that are closest to like Earth and the sun. And then these are the outer Sailor Scouts. They come in in later seasons and like movies and things like that. But top tier, top tier queerness, mass presenting woman. Like it's just it's all around great. Fuck you, America, for making them cousins and not thinking it was weird. Wait, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it Can was like America. make them like best friends or neighbors. It's the stupidest thing I've ever because it's like they're way too romantic with each other. It's just they're like incest is fine. I fucking hate America. Anyway, like I don't want to rant all day about I this, guess, but I love them. But I guess they're like, we, let's make them cousins so they have no reason to think that they're together. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the ward off the gay, but they're still on screen being romantic, so it doesn't make any fucking sense. Do they ever anyway. kiss? Uh, I think they do in the the japanese version okay so they do cut that out i think they cut that out but but like there's watch it and tell me it's not queer like it's very queer okay so that was our first our, our maiden voyages if you will into shipping um and so we'll move into just ships in general <laughs> starting first with happy ships so Why the ships that tell why is there a skyscraper <laughs> Because I couldn't find an island in clip art that I could use for this. So wow. I, it's just ships that keep on sailing. So they keep coming back to land and they just keep making voyages. So happy ships. They not keep ships going to the penthouse. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to start this off with <clears throat> a league of their own. Because there are many, many, many ships from that show that I could talk about. But I'm choosing to talk about Birdie and Grace. Because I think they're an important ship that influences other queerness in the show in such a beautiful way. And we had the privilege of talking to Lee, who plays Birdie, about their role. And so they're, if you're not familiar with that couple, they're kind of like a tertiary couple in A League of Their Own, the series. They're in uh, Max Chaplin's storyline. Um, so they're the African-Americans in, in the show, uh, like community part. And Birdie is Max's uncle. And so, and Birdie is kind of the window for Max into like living as a queer person kind of out in the open in the 1940s America, which is crazy. But this character is based on a, on real people who, who really did this. So I think that speaks volumes about the ship and just people and their resilience. Um, and Birdie is a trans man um, living outwardly like that and has a wife named Gracie. And they're the fucking cutest thing ever and it's just very positive relationship of just queer love that can exist despite an oppressive system and like their relationship influences max to you know figure out how to live um as as their as he she they authentic self um and so it's a beautiful ship that creates more queerness in the universe and i just absolutely love the two it's of them. my favorite ship from the show i know overall. they're so cute and birdie's such a sharp dresser and so is mm -hmm. gracie they're just adorable they're so sweet yeah mm -hmm. there's nothing nothing i mean they just make you feel warm i feel yes. it's just happy it's just warm and even in a world of oppression they make you yeah. feel happy and warm so much so that they even in the show create their own queer community where they have like queer parties at their houses and like they foster community and like queer found families and things like that, which is just I which is a trope that I love. And they're like the um, instigators inspiration for all of that. I can't think of a better word off the top of my head, but like, 
you know, so the facilitators of that. So they're just such a lovely ship that puts more gayness out in the world. And like, Love that's it. a ship I want a captain. Yes. Yeah. All right. Putting on oh. my captain's hat. Oh man, I wish I had one to wear for this. But I, we I do not. Damn it. Ray, you always think of props later. <laughs> but you always like, you're like, can I have one? Which I find impressive and I love. <laughs> do you have heard? one, Bree? Is no, she going to get one? Because I can't see anything. I don't know. Um, I don't have one. <laughs> okay. I'm going to move to the next ship. These just happen to both be mine. Uh, this next ship is my forever OTP. And that's Delphine and Cosima from Orphan Black. I absolutely love the two of them. And again, it's the journey. The destination and Orphan Black was a show starring Tatiana Maslany. It's a masterclass of acting if you've never yes. seen it. Uh, she plays at least 12 different characters in the show and I don't want to spoil what it's about because I didn't understand the premise until I watched it and I was like wow and it's just her acting is mind-boggling and impressive and I do want to talk about that show one day for a lot of reasons. It's a phenomenal show but in the show um, one of her characters uh, Kasima is a scientist uh, and she runs into a uh, like scientist in college who's like a teacher's aide or whatever named Delphine. And they start this relationship based on the fact that they're both really geeky and just love science. And it's like the first time, like at the time I was like going through or going into like biology as like my college degree. And I was like, a queer nerdy, like scientist. Like when do we ever see this? Because for me, uh, the media at the time was like, you're in high school or you're a degenerate because of haze codes and things like that so like to see like I, this is the first time i ever felt like kind of represented on the screen because i was like two scientists who are just like being openly queer and uh delphine is uh goes on the journey of figuring out she's bisexual kasim is a lesbian and i just love them their relationship is very much like lovers enemies it's all of the things um but at the end of the day like their love for each other is like to, uh, it's almost an unbreakable bond and the show continues in like a audiobook format where Tatiana reads like her her lines um and so their story continues like in the aftermath where they're like married and things like that and it's just it's a beautiful relationship and I really love it and the show is just phenomenal television show see it makes a lot of sense since you're such a women and it's women in stem women in stem yeah like positive queer rep in stem like mm -hmm. that was a rarity for me to see in in like visual media at the time for sure this show yeah i just love this show this okay so to be fair i'm not like a huge shipper of this ship like i love that it's there because go gays but i just yep. the show in general is just so amazing and I'm so glad for my friends at the time who, like, forced me to watch it. Because <laughs> I'm introduced to all these shows within the past, like, three years. It's a good show. It's a phenomenal show. I, love I don't it. make them like this anymore. <laughs> By that, I mean, they get multiple seasons. <laughs> <laughs> shade! Shade! Fire, uh, fire shot. Okay, speaking of multiple seasons and... Anyway, we'll find the Caitlin. <laughs> This okay, so the first one that I put on here is Ava Sharp and Sarah Lance from DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and their ship name is Ava Lance, not to be confused with an avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like that when you're just flat reading. Yeah, they are just okay. So, this is an example of enemies to lovers because they hate each other for like 
a half of season three, I believe. Nice. And then, <laughs> sorry, I just thought that their first kiss is like there's pirates there. Yeah. And there's like We're a captain. And there's just pirates. And then, like, they get together finally. And then they become like co runners of the ship of this like time travel team. So they're like the moms of the family. Yes. So. And <laughs> so they're just, they're so cute together. And I didn't know whether or not to put them actually here. Cause like technically they do end up together. They're married, I believe. Yes. They are. Um, <laughs> Sarah's pregnant with Ava's baby. Um, biologically, both of it is theirs because now, uh, spoiler alert, Sarah's an alien, part alien. Mm-hmm. After, nice. yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they get kidnapped, not kidnapped, but they get thrown in jail at the end and then they got canceled. And it's bullshit. But, <laughs> but the leading up to it, just seeing them together. And they had this one episode that was basically them and Ikea. Nice. I love that episode. It was my favorite episode. And it's just, it's so domestic. Well, yeah, because like, Ava's lost in Ikea and it's her like thing where she can't get out. Yeah. And it's just like, because all their insecurities, they have to fight their insecurities mm-hmm. to get out of this Ikea. And also I just did get, I got stuck in an ikea i couldn't figure out how to get out and i was like this real. is so relatable um yeah they have to do things like put together furniture together yeah. and then beans. pick a mattress and it's like how yeah. many years they're gonna have to like mm-hmm. commit to this one mattress mm-hmm. and it's just it's beautifully done and there's a deleted scene of them just putting away dishes and it's just like seeing a relationship like that and since their normal lives are so crazy and like not normal and having that episode be more normal and seeing them do things like kind of hopeful. You're like, Oh, this could be me one day, especially for people who are like maybe just coming out and be like Mm -hmm. having to, I know when I was younger, I was like, I can't picture my future with a dude. Like I'm never going to get married. Then once I came out, I was like, Oh, I can see it more now. And so like seeing that episode, it was just, it was just so beautiful. And they're they're such so cute. Opposites because you know the they whole cru- the whole crux of it is that Sarah is kind of a player in her yeah. past. So she like go she's <laughs> gets girls throughout time, gets whoever dudes throughout which was whatever. very nice to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you had your bisexual rep right there. And so she goes throughout time being like this irresistible person to so many other people and then she finds Ava who is very like a by the book kind of like federal government agent type person and wants this forever type thing and has doubts that you know so you get Ava and doubting like wondering if Sarah's ever going to want to settle down and Sarah going do I want to settle down like is is this what I want? So you get that whole fun evolution, and they do it. The climax of which is in the episode Caitlin talked about with IKEA. The juxtaposition, I believe, is the word mm-hmm. between the two of them is also makes it because they're just they are so different. Also, if you're ever questioning your sexuality, go watch the birthday episode. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Just type in Legends Tomorrow birthday and it'll probably come up. It's really, it's a great scene. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I need to do one shout out do for it. the episode where they're in like Viking like time period viking time period and they're wearing like viking shiz sweet jesus viking, viking ava Entire? yeah viking that was ava. that was the episode when um ava basically says that she's gay yeah and then she's like i don't really like dudes and then yeah sarah just gives her this look the side eye like, that's like the first time sarah's like oh really like, oh. <laughs> because she's i mean she option. looks hot in all that viking gear like she's about to shield maiden your ass into, into <laughs> that was the start yeah something new and then the scene with uh where sarah ends up under the desk being very mischievous when ava's boss comes in that was the wasn't that the birthday yep that was it <laughs> well on that happy birthday note let's move on to caitlin's next ship Woo! That she wants to scream about please explain dear okay so i was i had a feeling that this is coming next which is why i said start of something new in the last one so all right my current favorite ship is currently Maddox and Ashlyn from High School Musical, the musical, the series. Such a long name. It really but... is. <laughs> <laughs> but those two are so cute. And I just... <sighs> I, I just want to talk about them so bad. So my first note about them was they are so cute. But anyway. So Maddox... No. Ashlyn, in the first two seasons, basically dates this guy named Big Red. And he's, like, called Biggie for short. In season three, they go to camp. And that's where Maddox comes in. And Maddox is a full lesbian, like, knows, is comfortable with herself. And is just, like, so happy to meet everybody. She's gone to camp. It's the, most of the kids from the east high because it's the same school i didn't i didn't okay side note the show is based in where they filmed high school musical but it's the kids who actually go there so they put on high school musical as their musical for the fall and that's why it's called high school musical the musical the series oh, i needed to okay. explain that that's so, so meta yeah, yeah okay no, thank you um so yeah the first season they do high school musical they were going to do high school musical to the second season they end up doing beauty and the beast for other reasons but that's not relevant right now but that's why it's called that so it's based in their school so those kids come to this camp and only two of them had come to this camp before but now they're all musical theater kids and very close so they came here uh so maddox meets ashlyn and it's not like an instant ship thing but Ashlyn is still obsessed with Big Red and, like, writing him every day. <laughs> and she ends up, like, hating this other counselor named Val. And Maddox realized, oh, this is the same way I thought about Madison when we both went to camp here and we ended up dating. But Maddox had already told Ashlyn that something else about herself and Ashlyn got pissed off because she doesn't want to be told about herself. She wants to... You know, she's like, I'm just secure. I know myself. You can't tell me who I am. Anyway, I know this is very long-winded. <laughs> I'm no, trying no, to get no, everything in here. So 
then they have this thing and there's fireworks at, at the end of this color war and Ashlyn hugs Val and she's like, oh shit, I'm bi. So like there's literally fireworks there. So they realize that. Um, this whole thing, they're, they're doing Frozen the musical as the camp show. And this, this is very convoluted if you don't watch this show. So they're filming a documentary throughout this camp. Okay. Okay. So it's a TV show, putting on a musical, filming a documentary about the musical with the kids doing the musical, but it's directed by Corbin Blue. Only the documentary is <laughs> directed by Corbin Blue from High School Musical, the Got actual it. High School Musical. <laughs> Sorry, it's so convoluted. It's like the whole show is very meta. So in the documentary, Ashlyn's boyfriend, Big Red, comes out as bi, which is very weird because right. he doesn't even go to the camp. He's not in it until the last episode of that season. So, and there's this trailer for the documentary and it makes Ashlyn and Maddox look like they're in love with each other because I mean, they are, but that's, they don't know that yet. And at the end, it's just like Big Red saying, hi, I'm Big Red. I'm Ashlyn's boyfriend and I'm bi. And everyone's just like, what the hell? So basically by the fourth season, Three quarters of the show is queer. It's amazing. For, for really, they all should be queer because seriously, the chemistry between every single actor is phenomenal. But they okay. So season four. Stop with season three. Season four. <laughs> this is more stuff I have to explain first so you understand. So they're filming High School Musical 4. The actual series, not this. The movie is High School Musical. They're filming a fourth one of the High School Musical reunion with the actual actors from the High School Musical movies at the place where they shot a High School Musical. So East High. <laughs> so there's some of the original actors in it. They're sprinkled throughout the show too. But in this season... They're filming that movie. And then also <laughs> the kids in this actual show are putting on High School Musical 3 for their <laughs> spring show. Their senior, well, no, it's the fall. <laughs> I don't know. It's the last show. So they're going to do High School Musical 3 and then also film High School Musical 4 at the same time. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So Maddox and her brother Jet, who was in the last season as well, doesn't go to their school, but they end up coming transferring to the school because of the film and they needed a student PA. So Maddox came, but they also needed a Chad for High School Musical 3 because all the ensemble kids went to do the movie and get paid to be extras instead of doing the musical. Got it. I won't get too much into that because that's not necessary, but apparently it is in my head. Um, but anyway, Maddox, before Maddox even gets there, Ashlyn and her are texting nonstop about their current relationships and giving each other relationship advice. Mm -hmm. And yes, because that's going to go great. And then once Maddox shows up, Ashlyn becomes a bumbling idiot and can't figure out how to walk <laughs> and move her legs. 
Um, So they're pining for each other the whole time. And in this photo is the Halloween episode. This photo uh, for people who are listening is the Halloween episode and they are staring at each other uh, in front of a piano. But before we even get to that scene, my my favorite part of this entire show is when Maddox tries to scare everybody, they flicker the lights and it, uh, she looks like she got electrocuted and just falls over. They ask, what should we do? Ashlyn screams, call an ambulance, runs over to Maddox, says, I'll give her mouth to mouth. And then she turns to everyone, as a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, Jan. Sure. And it's my favorite line of the entire show. And I didn't realize it, but when I was preparing for this, I rewatched all their scenes. And there's another time, like later, where the soundboard for the musical goes up and like starts sparking, and people start running over. And someone goes, "Maddox, are you okay?" Ashlyn goes, "Do you need mouth to mouth?" But anyway, so they they do end up together, but I have gripes about this. Because in this episode, in the the Halloween episode, is episode four of the last season. There's eight episodes in the last season. And they sing. And then in this photo that you see, they almost kiss. And then I think you see it in the behind, but there's this kid with like a pumpkin mask on. And he comes through the window right as they're about to freaking kiss because they're lesbian. I mean, uh, Ashlyn is bi. Okay, so we need to make sure that's clear. They're not, like, lesbians, but, like, because they're queers. So, of course, they get interrupted. And then it's still pining the rest of the season because they're, they, like, don't know if they like each other. But, I mean, they're literally about to kiss. Obviously, you both like each other. Just kiss each other. Anyway, so they finally get together in the finale. Okay? (laughs) Of course they do. It's a TV show. Yes. Um, well, I mean, they confess their feelings for each other, and then Ashlyn goes, so we should just be friends, right? And okay. Maddox goes, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Or it, it might have been the other way around. By the way, then they part, and then they just come back together, kiss once, freak out in uh, gay panic, and then start kissing each other for, I mean, like a good 15, 20 seconds. They put the camera on a different character who interrupts them, but they don't care. They just keep on kissing. So they could like say like, oh, this kiss is really long. We just can't show the whole thing. That's my theory, at least. Um, yeah. But then that that's it. We get nothing else. We get kidding? We get one scene of them together. That's and, rude. I mean, so basically they, they end up together, but it doesn't count because we don't see it, right? I'm kidding. It does. And they're yeah, so they're just really cute and I just love them together. They're both great actresses and Julia who plays Ashlyn is just my favorite character of the whole shows. And uh we were going well, I was going to interview her right before there was a strike, so that's sad. But maybe one day. Thank you for listening to my TED talk about the show that I could go on forever about, and I really do. So if anybody out there watches the show, please message me. (laughs) Can't wait people to talk to about this. I really do, because I know this isn't a show Theo and Bree would like. I I like musicals. Uh, I mean, maybe if you want to watch the first, I don't like the first season that much. I lo- okay, so my oh, order for this show is four, three, two, one. Like it gets better each season. It also gets queer each season. Right. So well, obviously, is there a correlation? 
they're in. But it's it's so good and I love it. <laughs> and even though it's like a kid's show, I don't know. I it's great. It's great and I love it. And they're so cute. I mean, look at them. I mean, kids. Also, I'm a sucker for uh someone who can uh, sing and play the piano. Like, of course you are. Of course you are. <laughs> I didn't like they sing. Yeah, that. but like, a- Ashlyn is uh, the best character there is. I get it, girl. We all have our things. Women <laughs> with swords. Doesn't matter the context. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. What's also, going on. I just realized apparently it. I have a thing for redheads, which I never knew because I I was looking at this and then I looked over and I'm like, there's us with Jess, and I'm like. <laughs> because i never and then i'm like oh wait i also there was the allison hannigan thing for a little while yeah <laughs> i'm like when did that happen so ships are revealing mm-hmm, they really, they really are. are but it has to be like dark red hair apparently of course but yeah all right Caitlin. You. have you ranted and no, expressed like... all of your passion no i don't think that there's enough but I, I have to stop myself because I think you've been listening to this for like 20 minutes now of my convoluted. If anybody followed my description of this show, I, I do apologize because I know half of that was random. But the show can be really random. <laughs> it sounds super meta and I, I didn't know that. It's, it's hilarious. It's, it's so much. I just love as a friend. <laughs> mouth to mouth best thing ever all right continue i'll try to compose myself over here in the meantime well may maddox and ashlyn keep on sailing off screen oh speaking of sailing the person who plays maddox his name is sailor that's a really weird of course because it's meta it's everything is meta but let's uh let's move on to a bunch of ships that keep on sailing that we have talked about on this show and we're gonna start with just the heart stopper (laughs) the entire show because every couple on this show and now that i've read the graphic novels they all have happy endings and they're all queer and they're all the best um i apologize i laughed because i read one of the the ships that theora put up here but continue let's let's do it so there's many ships on this show that cover all the letters of the alphabet mafia. So we have Tara and Darcy, who me and Caitlin scream about every time they're on screen. Uh, they're the cute lesbian couple who are just fucking adorable. Um, of course, there's Nick and Charlie, which was a fan favorite. So if you hit us up on social media and had Nick and Charlie, here's your Nick and Charlie moment. They get their own, the whole everybody gets their own slide. They're, they're such a beautiful ship with Nick, who's bisexual, and Charlie, who's gay, and you know, the story really follows the two of them and their relationship and their, you know, struggles with mental health and things like that that go beyond um, just romance, which is something the writer Alice Osman, who's asexual herself, was explicitly trying to do with this. And it translates really beautifully. Um, we also have L and Tao. Elle's a trans woman. And then Tao, who's the token heterosexual. But the two of them are, like, the cutest. Like, they're the slow burn ship. Like, the head <laughs> ship is the slow burn ship. It's, like, the best. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love them so much. But they're the two idiots that take forever to realize they like each other. But, like, they've been friends forever. So it's, like, childhood friend to, like, lovers kind of deal. And they're just fucking cutest. And then we have our ace king, Isaac. And his romance with reading. So Isaac and books. A great ship. And that's a ship that goes on forever. And his journey to figure out his identity and his kind of sexuality happens in season two primarily. Which 
we will have it's not available now but we will be getting into that very soon with them but they're all of these relationships are very like heartwarming hence like heart stopper and like um really well done really well thoughtful they're authentic um you know it was written by a queer person and just you have every color of the rainbow in in this show and it's just all of them have happy and there's more ships that happen in season two that I couldn't fit them all on a freaking slide. Like, it just keeps getting gayer, this show. It's so great. What is the new character's name? Zahar? Sahara? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, put, I, didn't, I, didn't put, I didn't put them on the screen because we haven't talked about them yet. I know, but, like, I ship it. Okay, continue. So do I. Yeah. Oh, I definitely ship the two of them. And then the teachers and oh, just yeah. everybody. They're all oh, queer. It's they're great. all queer. All of them. <laughs> I love the photo that you picked of Isaac. He's so happy with this. I books. know. Isaac with his books. And also Isaac has wonderful taste in books. Like his queer book Rex on point as a reader. I love it. And uh yeah, so I love them. Can't can't forget the ace rep and romance can mean more than just a person. Romance can be with a thing an object, an idea, whatever. And for Isaac, it's reading and literary work. And I love that. So yeah, I love them. And you know, shout out to everybody who's big Nick and Charlie fan. They're, they're absolutely freaking adorable. Uh, another ship or ships that we've talked about on this show, we've did, done episodes about Glee. And like, I, I think we all have opinions about Glee. Um, so we oh, have uh, Brittany and Santana and then Kurt and Blaine. Who, like Brie kind of said with Buffy, it's like this was like prime time television show shown around the world. So these queers are very important for a lot of people that were watching at the time because we just didn't see rep like these guys at all. So they were always always hold a special place in my heart for just being on air. Pretend mm-hmm. was the best. They were the best. I I love them so much because they're they're the friends i guess friends to lovers is kind of their trajectory yeah yeah and and they had like a good friends solid to casual lovers to lovers yeah i guess that's kind <laughs> of <laughs> where that went but they were a good like complimentary type of relationship where they they were just very supportive of each other always that made them really special and like kurt and blaine were kind of like that um as well so Despite Glee's problematic shit, these were these were some good old ships back in the day. Except the double wedding. Yeah, the dual wedding at the end was just weird, but it's like we're saving time, I guess, by doing this. What's up with dual weddings? I don't know. I hate dual weddings. Yeah, me too. Why is it always with queer? Why is there yeah. always people involved? Why do the queers have to share wedding day? I don't. It doesn't make any sense. The art verse, it was two straights, but I still, still hated it. I still hate it. Okay. It's just, I I guess it's the same time. No. Get right. out. So to them, they also had happy endings at the end. Spoiler, because they get married. And then last but certainly not least is Laura and Carmilla from <sighs> Carmilla the Web Series. Go on, Brie. <laughs> I, I mean, what do you, what do you just look at them? look adorable adorable journalist girl super broody sarcastic vampire girl that's the the, the, the combo they're wonderful there was this like 
speaking like i think it was uh, it was like what would you call it victim to, to victim to crush to lovers <laughs> it's like prey and predatored yeah prey like, and yeah predatored puppy dog crush because if you haven't seen it go watch this web series you can just like watch it really quick and then watch the movie oh i love the movie yeah, the movie's great. Um, yeah. But you've got Carmela, who's a vampire. It's based on a very old uh, piece of literature called Carmela. And anyway, don't I don't know if many people would read that. I have, but it, it's n- not like the series. So basically, Carmela's whole goal is to get Laura and sa- and help her mother sacrifice Laura to this giant god this god basically so that's what she's been doing for hundreds of years uh getting girls and stealing them away to be sacrificed to a god but this she falls in love with Laura and wackiness ensues and they do end up together forever they do i really need to finish the show <laughs> it's so good and the movie is like the movie's almost standalone like it's fucking yeah. amazing and you, you have you could definitely watch the movie without seeing the series yeah. i think yeah for sure and the movie the movie's great too if you don't know anything they start off together immediately in this movie mm-hmm. and like stay together um but you also have uh an actress in there who's in another ship later we're going to talk about who's uh dominique Provochosley, I think is how you say her last name. Yep. I sorry if I butchered that. Uh, who plays Waverly Earp from Winona Earp? Um, and she's really fun in there too to see all like the these like actresses working they. together. They. Huh? They. Sorry. Sorry. At. Sorry. I apologize. At the time, that's that wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That wasn't the scenario that they were in, and all of the actors are are really phenomenal. And it's just a fun movie. It's like watch it for Halloween. Honestly, it, like takes place in a haunted house. Like it's like a good Halloween movie. Honestly, the movie itself. <laughs> Maybe we should yeah. uh, watch that and put it on our Patreon for Halloween. Hey, I mean we could we could put it on probably YouTube. I don't know that it's a strike. Oh, movie. Yeah, because it was like an indie movie. Yeah, we can look into oh, that. But we have talked about it. Bri- we talked about it briefly when we did our Carmilla episode, and just it's fun. It's free. It's all. I mean the not the movie. I don't think, but the web series itself is on YouTube. For on free. YouTube, you watch yeah, it. it's great. It's classic. Never gets old season three when they're they're just i was going to say this season three they're trapped in a library they are and it's a haunted library a sentient haunted library yeah it just throws a lot of stuff at at them physically yes it's so the show is just it's funny it's cute it's hot because their chemistry their chemistry is bananas too show like a bottle show like where the whole season takes place in one yes exactly one it's because it's low yes. budget it yeah it's low budget, budget so they literally have it's it's from the uh, from the perspective of a webcam so yeah, laura's webcam because yeah. she's documenting the process because she's a journalism student so it's from her webcam so she's like talking to the web she's like talking to she has like a show that she puts up that's like a news thing for all the kids on people on campus to know what's going on in the big war with the Dean slash evil vampire lady. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. The cousin Maddie. Oh no, no, no. I mean like the Dean. Oh, got it. Never mind. So there's a lot of mom. Camilla's mom. Yeah. Anyway, 
super fun. And then if you really like these actresses, they were in a movie together called Almost Adults, which was done by the creators of the web series, or the web channel, Gay Women's Channel, who are fucking mm. hilarious. I love they, them. Yeah. They're that so was funny. like the first people I watched when I came out. Me too. Stuff. I love them. They're hilarious. But they were, they play friends, like best friends in that show or the movie. Um, but their their chemistry together is so great. I love these actors. We, we could talk about them all day also. We have for many hours. Uh, so yeah, check out that episode if you want to reminisce on Carmilla and just check out Carmilla in general. Natasha um, Naglavantis. Sorry. Uh, love her. Ugh. Lover, lover, lover. That's both how you say the last name? I could never figure out yeah. how to say it. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our patro ships, happy ships. I think before we move into the tragic ships, platonic ships, crack ships, and our fan ships submitted by our fans, I think we should end the episode here. I think that's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> All right. Fan, the ships can go on and on and on and they bring out the passion in everyone. So we will continue this and get into some really my favorite ships are all like, sad as fuck. <laughs> and the crack ships. I love crack ships. So like we have plenty more. Uh, so if you've heard some of your ships that you've submitted so far, thank you for submitting them. We totally agree with everything you sent us. We appreciate your insight into what you like in a ship. We will continue this and go on to the rest of the journey with ships. And uh, until next time, continue hydrating for lesbian Jesus. And gang it up all over the place. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>We've been Big Gay Energy. If you like this episode, check out all our other episodes on whatever you're using to listen right now. If you're listening on Apple, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review, no matter how brief. It helps us get into Apple's algorithm to reach a wider audience. Please feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you about everything and anything. You can find us on all the social medias at Big Gay Energy Pod or email us at biggayenergypod at gmail.com. If you'd like to make friends with other queer media-loving people, reach out to us to join our Discord server. If you'd like to support us, check out our merch store or join our Patreon for early access to episodes, exclusive content, and so much more. Until next time, stay safe and hydrate for Lesbian Jesus.